we're live now okay okay hey we're back because we're not done yet right um yeah feeling like there was just a little bit more to talk about and uh honoring our hearts in that space i like that we're closer now right it's like it's it's much better right um yeah so you know october in general and the month of fall is the time that the leaves fall off the trees and that we're letting go of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right now we're approaching the second full moon this month that happens to be on Halloween, you know, which and on like Dia de los Muertos, like all of these days, which is the veil is thin. The spirit realm is much closer to us that at, than at any other part of the year because everything is dying. And what does that mean? Everything is transforming. So it doesn't have to be such a um, like morbid or like like this, like that, you know, about it. And um, for a lot of people that I know personally and something that, you know, is is near and dear to like our hearts, both Tenny and I, is this is the time of year where we have great losses in our life, um, both being two individuals that have lost our fathers and you know, it's something that we were kind of touching on in the last episode. And the reason we just popped back on is because we wanted to give that that space to honor what we're feeling. So this is the embodiment of heart chakra. This is the embodiment of doing the work. And we're going to take you guys with us, even regardless of how vulnerable it is. Like, and, um, you know, how it may make us feel. It's um, like this is the transparency and this is the work and 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 we just felt called to kind of bring that up and bring that into this space where it's like for anybody else that may be grieving with either, you know, whether it's this time of the year or any time of the year, like it's important to give that space um, when feeling things, especially towards grief, whether that is losing people um, mentally, emotionally, and especially physically, you know, uh, that that layer of when grief comes in and the if if there's any point where we can abandon our heart chakra it can really be at that at those times right, right. and um that's something that's been coming up a lot in a lot of different areas is uh for me i know the closer i get uh to loving myself and loving others the more this comes up for me and every year around this time, it I definitely get weird um, and I get off until I realize that this is the anniversary of my father's death. And it, it like it creeps in. Right. You know, like it, it starts to creep in in these ways that it's like you don't really know what's going on, but you do. Mm-hmm. But are you going to accept it in that moment? Or are you going to let it like slap you where you're like crying over something that's like. Nothing. Yeah. My soup is cold. mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. Yeah. But it's really not even about the soup, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like we've been speaking about, like, the the anniversary of both of our father's deaths are very close together. Um, Mine is the beginning of November, November 7th, to be exact. I don't think I've ever given the space. I'm not going to even lie to you. Because, like, I'd like to believe that my father's in Queens. And he's at work. So I didn't speak to him. Like, that's how I handle it. So that's not normal. 
don't do that. <laughs> um, but again, I have a lot of things to do. I don't have time to feel. That's just, you know, that's all of it in itself. And like, I do have moments where I just fall apart. I fall apart in my car. Or sometimes I do make a little bit of space and I'll play his music and I'll fall apart. Um, but for the most part, like, I'm so grateful for having had him that it's a tremendous loss for me. And then then following the anniversary of our father's deaths is Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. And then every accomplishment that you will have moving forward. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it, like it all spirals and it all triggers um a lot of feelings and I'm not always open to feeling the things, but we've been like weird these past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it's time to make space and acknowledge why mm -hmm. we've been weird these past couple weeks. <laughs> right. Like it's not that the soup is cold. It's not that like, you know, the espresso is burnt in your blueberry crisp. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's not that they didn't put capers in your soup. It's all <laughs> <laughs> the specifics. <laughs> it, it's it's bigger than that, and yeah. sometimes like we can't acknowledge that it's bigger than that. But like we feel away, and we don't know why we feel away. But then when you realize, like, oh, it's coming up. Cool. Yeah. I'm usually matter of fact about it. If somebody asks me, usually it comes up with like ethnicity. Like, what are you? My mom's Puerto Rican. My dad's black, and then. Or I'll say my dad was black. Well, my dad was an Aries, you know, like, I'll, you know, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, was? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, my dad died. Yeah. And everybody's like shocked, right? Because you're like, yeah, no, my dad died. Because you say it and you're able to say it and like without it being like. Because I'm saying it and not connecting it in any emotional capacity to my father, mm -hmm. the, the actual being. See, like, I really like have a hard time with not death in general, but like. Mm, this yeah this definitely falls into heart right like having having a love for somebody that's so deep and understanding or knowing the fact that they were here like akasha is here right now mm -hmm. and then them not being there is like i have to say to myself like i know that he was here right mm -hmm. like like the question rings in my head like he was here right mm -hmm. like he existed i remember that that was a thing it's like our brain literally in the shock process, in the grieving process, will have us disassociate so much that we even wonder if these people were alive. Right, like, right. I remember after my father had passed away, my father being, um, he passed away on the 29th of October uh, 2012. And um, I remember when, and given the circumstances on how he passed away, in um, Hurricane Sandy, it, the shock of the entire experience. It's like, you know, you never think that something will happen to you, and then it does, and then you're like, this is a fucking movie or a nightmare, and I don't know how I'm in it, and, like, this is my life. Like, mm -hmm. and the disassociation from that, like, I I was like, oh, I didn't have a dad. Boom. Like, my brain right. rationalized this, like, I never had a father because it's like, but it, like I very much so did for 17 years of my life and I loved him very dearly and we were very close and just getting closer and closer and learning more about who we were as people and what our dynamic was as mother, a mother, as a father and daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, and then that's naturally the time where he he got taken back home with the ocean. And it's like that. That's where I'm at with it, you know, and it's like we find these different. We either we either it either shuts us down. Or builds us a bigger capacity to love and accept and if it's something and 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 the reason why I feel like I'm able to talk about my experience um, openly now without it being such a heavy process is because of how much I've sat with it and the process and where I've gotten to it is like, you know, I have one of the best spirit guides I could have ever asked for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if I just like beg for him to be here i'm being selfish because he's good Mm -hmm. wherever he's at and whatever ethers and waves he's good you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like it doesn't no matter how many different you know versions of that i've confronted whether you know i when i went to the jungle to drink ayahuasca in in the rainforest like three hours away from civilization and and I met that and i was like well he's he's this rock as he is this he's he's all these different things Um, but especially he was the big rock, the boulder that was there. And like that medicine was like, he can shape shift and transform to whatever he wants to be when, when they're visiting us in this realm. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, depending on anyone's belief systems, like he could be having his entire life in reality in a different dimension that is in the same spaces that we're in, Mm -hmm. but in a different dimension. So it's like our, the people that we love and our loved ones are always going to be with us as much as we allow them to be i feel like the shift that's healthy to go into and transition to when we lose people um especially like parents is like just not just there's no just it's accepting the parts of ourselves that you know we feel start to harden the most and bring and breathe love into those areas so that we don't hurt ourselves because they wouldn't want us to shut off our heart or or completely shut off our emotions to these Mm -hmm. parts of ourselves. and also having the compassion like we were talking about with the shadow like naturally when I was 17 and everything happened I had to not feel because then I wouldn't do anything like i wouldn't get up in the morning i would just literally like not want to be here Mm -hmm. you know so it's like i had to not feel to a certain capacity or disassociate certain memories to a certain capacity so that i can just function as a person Mm -hmm. but i don't have to be there anymore right my momentum was like i just can't stop moving so i need to be doing something um because i was very much like towards the end of my nursing school and I'm like my father will never see me become a nurse like mind you I was my class chair so I'm on stage the entire time and my father is never going to see this you know what I mean me becoming the class chair was the only reason I went to graduation I'm not even going to hold you like because I didn't want to go I didn't want to celebrate but I just kept moving right like I threw myself a party because I was not happy because my father wasn't there. So I needed to do things to spark joy for myself. Where I'm at with it now is my father died. I know that that that's a fact. Um, 
I accept the fact that my father wasn't at my nursing school graduation. He'll never see another one of my children born. He'll never be at my wedding. He'll never see any more momentous occasions that I have. And I accept the fact that it was meant to go that way. I'm not okay with it. I don't feel like it's fair. But I accept the fact that it happened. I don't accept that it should have happened the way that it did. Mm -hmm. I don't accept that, like... If there was some bigger picture in the grand scheme of things as to why, I still don't care and I still don't feel like it's fair. Mm -hmm. But so I guess in the grieving process, I'm not really at acceptance, but I know that it happened. Mm -hmm. I know that like it's fine and that's how it was supposed to happen and Even all of that stuff. that that's not where you're at is acceptance. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Which it takes you further, closer to it. But, like, at the three-year mark, I feel like I probably should be further in it. But, like, I just... I'm not okay with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I know what happened, but I'm not okay with it. Yeah. And I'm cool with the fact that I'm not okay with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever be okay with it. And I feel like that's fine. Yeah. Because that's how I feel. And I get to feel however I want to feel. That's their process. That's why I shook my head. Because, like, being further along, like, not you're exactly where you're supposed to be right. with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everybody experiences grief differently if it takes you 10 years to experience what it is to be in like the first stage whatever the stage it is like that's that's your business yeah you know what i'm saying like nobody's in your body feeling what you felt even your siblings like nobody's gonna feel how you're feeling right. everybody has a different relationship and uh an experience with death right. like the way my sister experienced my father's death is different than the, my other sister was different than me is different than my mother is different than my my aunt like it's like right. all of these different experiences we're all gonna have different ones and it's gonna take the time that we need to a different transition for me i was my father's only child so for me um i was my father's only biological child um i feel like my cousin who my father raised um his father was my father's brother and he died young. So like we were raised um, side by side, almost like siblings mm -hmm. and anything I got, he got mm -hmm. um, my brother also like spent time with my dad and my dad really like played a big role in his life. And I still felt like nobody understands what I feel mm -hmm. like you feel deeply, but you don't feel what I feel. So don't mm -hmm. tell me like that was my, that was always my whole thing. Like, don't tell me you get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't get it. Yep. Uh, completely, completely. I used to say the same exact This thing. man has the same genetic makeup as me, mm -hmm. and there's nobody else like him and I. Mm -hmm. Like, I could tell him this is what happened, and he knows how I feel without me having to explain myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that anymore. Like, you know, like, I don't have, like, some, like, literally sometimes randomly I go home and I cry because I'm just like, I just need to ask him something. I just need to run something by him. I just need to talk to him. But I can't. Mm hmm but I'm also okay with the idea that like it was meant to happen that way because I'm stronger for it. And there's different there's different ways to communicate with our loved ones. You know, it's not we're not gonna get the same immediate human reaction and right. might be different, but like we still can ask them and you know, and, and they can still be at our weddings or at our graduations. It's like right. They're there. We just don't see them in the same way. Right. So it's like accepting that too. Like I remember when uh, I think it was the the year after I got a flat tire and everything just hit me. Like I, I went from like 
I thought I was okay. Right. So I got a flat tire and I was like, why the fuck didn't I listen to my dad trying to teach me how to change a tire when I was younger thinking like, oh, well, I have plenty of time. Like I'm 15. I'm not going to have another car, uh, a car for like two years or right. what like why do i need to pay attention to this right now like right. he can just teach me he'll just be there like what do i what do you mean like right. i had a recurring dream that my father died five years five years in a row leading up to my father's passing i had a recurring dream that my father died but the only i never knew how and i it, it was, i was always at his wake and the only thing that changed were the people there and that was because the people in my life were always changing mm-hmm. And I would wake up and I would run out of my bed and the, the times that I was at my father's house and I ran out of my bed and I would run up to my father and, and be hysterically crying like I just had a dream that you di- that you died and like 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 I'm waking up crying like mm-hmm. from crying in my sleep and he'd be like like I'm not going nowhere right I'm down like I'm not going nowhere like my father right. is a Capricorn you know solid foundation my father's still supporting me in di- many different ways in 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 the ethers and. You know, he was the rock and the stability, the only stable thing I've ever had in my life. So when that was out of my life, Same. it was like, Same. I feel like I was looking for it in other places and other people mm-hmm. until I realized like I needed to become it, you right. know, and like and, and once I realized that I really need to become it and like I was fake becoming it, right. like I thought I was it, but I wasn't it. Like right. it was not it. Like, and I was just like seeking over their friendships or partnerships. Or even like family members at different times, you know, and like the transitions are are like, are like, I'm this is gonna be the eighth year, and I still can't fucking believe that this is eight years that my father has been on this earth, right? And you know, since the storm and since everything, and it's like, I fucking hated the ocean, like, I was mad. I looked at the ocean, I was like, you are my father's murderer, like, I hate you. Like, right. every time I would go, people would be like, you want to go to the beach? I'm like, no, I hate the beach. I mean, at least that's pretty solid. I got to hate cancer. Cancer killed my whole family. So it's just like, I mean, I know we'll meet again. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and my family and also me and cancer probably. But, like, I, that's not even something that I could avoid, bro. Like, you could say I'm never going to the ocean. I don't want to live nowhere near water. Send me but to gonna... Utah. But, like, I can't be like, yo, cancer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I ain't never gonna see you. Kid. Both of like, those things could be challenged. You I know mean, what I'm I saying? Guess. You know, and like, I, there, there's like, like it's like pictures of ocean. I'd be like, you right. know what I'm saying? Anything right. like if, if I take a plane anywhere, right? You know That's what I'm true. saying? Like That's all fact. these different things, and it's like. I was doing prayers and prayers and prayers, like going to the ocean. When I when I know I have resistance to something, I my legs will be shaken. I will be fucking petrified, or I'll be angry, mm-hmm. and I will just. Pick them up with my arms if I can't move my legs and I will go straight to it and I'll be like, what's up? We need to talk. And I do that too much to an extent that I've like really just pressed people that were not ready to have conversations with me. Like that's that's a whole whole other spectrum of of doing too much when it comes to like addressing (laughs) fears. But, um, you know, just doing that and like really praying about it and like going to the ocean. I remember like. Be, being like under where we were, like under right. the the pier, right. and I walked into the ocean. I walked into it, like and sat down in the middle, like and I walked into the ocean, the actual murder of my father, like right. standing out in the ocean, and right. I was like hysterically crying. I was petrified, and it was that night, and it was just like this whole thing. I it was like a whole dramatic. So you experience. decided to go during high tide, because because yeah, that's that that's sense. the type of extreme right. that I'm on. Right. Like like let me break my fear or let me die. Like that kind of thing. I mean, I guess that makes 
And it's like, you know, that. And then when I had drank ayahuasca, when I was literally in Costa Rica, right before I said to myself, I'm like, I'm not going to break my fear of the ocean after I do this. I'm going to do it before I do this mm -hmm. medicine. Because I was in Costa Rica, everyone's floating in the ocean. I'm sitting on the on the, on the the sand and I'm like, I don't go to the water. And I'm like, the water is so beautiful here in right. Costa Rica. And I'm like, like, I don't even fuck with I don't even like, like well, I don't even like it like that. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like warm, beautiful, clear. And I'm like, right. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up to the sphere before the medicine with my own medicine first, right. and then I walked into it and I just I floated. I surrendered that much. Wow. I was like, I need to surrender because I'm about to surrender a lot tomorrow. <laughs> so like, right. let me surrender now, and I floated. And like, these were different places that brought me to where I'm at now, where I could look at I go to the ocean. And I'm like, I love you. You get me tight, but I love you. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like. There's been so many, and now that I realize it's been eight years, it's, like, really crazy. Because, like, even eight in the tarot is strength. And it's, like, being able to put, you know, your hands in the lion's mouth calmly. Right. You know, and it's, like, and that's where I feel like I'm at with, like, right. my life and with that right now in that space. is like, I can be strong without being, like, yo, I'm strong. You yo. know this. You know what's funny? That, like, literally came full circle for me just now. Um... I had gone to, like, a nursing, I don't want to say convention, but, like, a networking event probably, like, a year or two now. And I was struggling to find my purpose, which is your purpose, right? So I I was there, and I'm, like, speaking, and I'm, like, look, you know, I pursued nursing, and then my father died. And, like, I don't want to be a regular nurse. Like, I know that me and cancer have a battle at some point, and, like, I want to have a purpose in what i'm doing like the money is gonna come i just want to do something meaningful like i just want to know that my my time here was meaningful like because that gives my father's life also purpose not that mm -hmm. his purpose was to make my my life purposeful but i feel like he sacrificed so much that i wanted to make it worth it mm -hmm. and I'm like crying in front of all these people which is super like not aquarius energy at all right and they're like Somebody gets on the mic and they're like, you know, you're not where you need to be in the grieving process right now. You're not at a point where you need to pick. You're not there yet. And another nurse comes up to me and she works in Sloan Kettering, which is the cancer hospital, right? And she's like, yo, she gives me her card. She's like some high up lady. I still have the card. She's like, look, I know you might not think that your place is in cancer, but it might be. So if it is take my card and reach out to me and that's like meeting your fear head on and when my dad was in the hospital like one of the nurses came over she's like yo you probably will be a cancer nurse and i was like hell no i don't i don't want nothing to do with cancer like cancer killed my whole family why would i want to like work in cancer why would i want to meet that every day mm -hmm. and it's like it might be true like it like it really might be true because i'm like mm -hmm. even when i worked in the nursing home like i had like a special place and my heart for patients that like had cancer like you know what i mean so how's that for like meeting mm -hmm. the like meeting your fear head on like all right well i'm just gonna face but like i don't know because like facing it every day might be a lot you know that's something that just you know you you'll pray about and it'll unfold but there's right. definitely more like when we're not sitting here on the podcast that we'll talk about you know with that because like when you were saying it i was just like looking into your eyes there's a lot that was coming and you know right everybody keeps telling me to stop talking like that but i'm just you know talking like what you know 
I just be very like <laughs> matter of fact about it. Like, yo, me and cancer got a battle probably in like Yeah, you but you know what <laughs> you're being like that realistic kind of person. I will always say like, you know, speak our words are spells and put it but I'm also like I'm accepting you as you are. I'm not gonna correct you on everything right. too. You know what I I'm feel like, like I'm like a like, preparation person. Like I'd like to like just I mean Of if, course, well if you're gonna prep if you're gonna prepare then you know there's different things that you can prepare for, like Dr. CB diet, looking up different things. How can you combat it? Right. It doesn't even have to exist. You can prepare by being preventative is literally, it could cease to exist. So right. you might never meet cancer in that way, the way that you may perceive you right. You can meet cancer in other people all the day while you're learning to integrate it and, and heal it. Like cancer is like, there's I believe that there's spiritual meaning to every physical manifestation right. and illness that happens in our body. There's like Louis L. Anyway, her and there's um, the book called The Body Keeps a Score. These two books are, like, really indicative of what I'm saying, and I'm just echoing it. Mm -hmm. um, cancer, depending on what kind of cancer, depends on what the trauma was. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's, like, opening that up, you know. I was I said we weren't going to talk about them, but we talked about it on right. her. And, like, that's something I feel like with you. So what, what controls your mood? Like, what plays a big part in your mood in your body? Your mood? Right. Your it's your, your, your gut. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Yeah. 70%. So here we are. Sorry. So that's why it's so important for me to do what I'm doing right mm -hmm. now. To like, uh, like, I know my father carried a lot of the burden for, for my family. Mm -hmm. And like, he wasn't really able to like unpack how he felt. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important for me to just like alleviate a lot of the things that I'm carrying right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm coming like, I'm coming at it at, in every direction. But like at the end of the day, like... Whatever, this isn't about me. It's about my dad. It, it, yeah, but it's about you because you are your father's daughter. Right. And you need to give yourself that space too. Right. You're not wrong. You're never wrong. Oh, no, I'm definitely wrong a lot. <laughs> You've not been wrong <laughs> yet. <laughs> You've not been wrong yet, honestly. But I appreciate that. But, um, you know, the how... Uh, you know, essentially, like, the purpose of coming back on here and speaking our truth and, uh, you know, being vulnerable with ourselves, with you guys, is, like, creating that space, you know. Um, whether or not the anniversary of somebody you love is coming up, um, whether or not they died eight years ago or three years ago or yesterday or 20 years ago, mm -hmm. don't judge yourself in where you're at with the grieving process. Instead, give yourself that space to just be and receive whatever it is that's coming to you. There is different medicine for different folks and like how we go about it in different ways. For me, spirituality was birthed the most predominantly in the loss of my father. Mm -hmm. It's something that, you know, spirituality in general, I've, you know, was born with um, having no option but to kind of be interested in what that is because of straight fear. Um, but uh, after years of suppressing and running away from it and doing everything but actually um, accepting it because of lack of a, a physical teacher, once my father passed away, I threw myself in like he head first. There was a few different things that have happened. Like, you know, people ask me like, how did you get into spirituality? Like, how are you a spiritual person? What happened? It's like, I literally wanted to die. I wanted to die so bad. I wasn't gonna take my own life. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I've had moments of that, you know, of, of wanting to and thinking about it. But like, 
at that point when my father died, I was like, I'm not going to kill myself, but you could just take me there with you if you want because, like, I'm good off this life here. Like, this shit, like, sucks. I'm good. Right. And I, like, just, like, was existing. I was, like, a shell of a person, you know, whether it was, like, coping, using uh, self-medicating and using different coping mechanisms and vehicles to just navigate my shadows. Like, I felt like the way the weekend's music can make you feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> empty on the inside, filled with lust and desire to be desired by mm. anyone because you don't desire yourself. Right. And um, in that embodiment, it just brought out all the ugliness of me. And in that numbness... I was faced with these opportunities where it was like, I could be a horrible person. I can literally, there was a few different things that had came up, you know, that I had opportunities to pursue really not so good things. And that could have brought me a lot of temporary relief and, and, and temporary things that could have felt, you know, like accomplishments, but it wasn't what I was meant to do. It was either this pick this life that is just not, you know, going to, that's just going to have a lot of, you know, nastiness attached to it and go against your morals. Or you can have this life of, 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 uh, of finding yourself, you know, and believing and it's going to be hard, but you're going to do it. And I just started going to Barnes and Noble every day or every other day and taking a stack of books and being in the self-help and metaphysical aisle and reading and reading and finding that all of a sudden I found a medium and I found this person. And it's not like I didn't have it. Like it was people like Asante and like people that I was going to. Like, you know, there, there's a few different things that I knew of and that I was aware of for a while, but like I didn't trust it. And, um, you know, or, oh, wow, my phone just died. <laughs> like and however that was but um you know I did what I needed to do for myself to get to where I am now and it wasn't like I stumbled across a meditation class or a yoga class and I was just like wow spiritual you look so pretty and cool I literally did not want to go on anymore. And I had the opposition knocking down my door to see if I wanted to be all these different kinds of versions of the worst part of myself and see all of my shadows manifest in many different ways. And instead, I chose my light. And the little bit that was still there that I was still trying to feel and have access to it, I chose my light and my heart. And I thought, like, you know, my dad was mad, like, protective over me in general and he would always like just be there like like growing up like I would go like hang out with my friends I would lie and be like oh I'm not gonna take the train like I would I would just hop right on the train he would like be at the stop like how would you know that I was gonna get off in the stop like and you were there like there's so many stuff to the train so my point being is like I was like you know if he was on me like that then like he can really see what I'm doing now and right. I can't disappoint him like I can't like, I just want to make you proud. And how right. am I going to make you proud by doing what I need to do for myself? So with that, it's just like for anybody that's grieving, anybody that's feeling something like just do what makes you feel like you do what makes you feel mm -hmm. most like yourself and keep doing it until you feel like yourself. When you find all of these reasons, we live in a world that it's so easy to escape from anything. All you have to do is pick up your phone. It's so easy to escape from anything and anyone 
anything you're experiencing, whether it's grieving for a loved one or literally not being happy in a relationship, you can find escape and anything at the, at the dispose of your fingertips. But what I invite you to do is really like sit with yourself and honor yourself and whatever it is that you're trying to run away from and open up your heart when you feel like closing it because it takes so much more courage to love and to continue to love when your heart has been broken and pummeled and when you've co-signed on that brokenness mm -hmm. and when you've accepted like I'm just broken I'm just broken I'm just sad I'm just gonna stay sad let me listen to all these sad songs while I drink this sad wine and be sad and think about sad things and like you know and it's like you can stay there or you can allow yourself to feel and then get up and keep going. Exactly. But to find that balance. So, you know, in that way, um, we thank you, you know, for tuning in and listening. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Um, no, I was just going to piggyback off what you said. Just keep on keeping on. Um, meet yourself and meet yourself and meet yourself again until you feel like yourself again. Mm -hmm. Just keep meeting yourself. Like, one foot in front of the other day by day and before you know it you're walking mm -hmm. and before you know it you're running so i mean acknowledging that you feel it's okay to grieve it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel angry feel those things because i mean i i didn't i didn't allow myself to do that so feel all the things but know that it's all it's it's all the opposite side of the same coin it's all love mm -hmm. Right. When you're grieving and you're angry and you're sad and you're denying it and, you know, all those steps, like it's all out of love. So. And yeah. really that acceptance of moving from there to the next space is like, you grieving straight up like this might offend people, but I'm going to say it anyway, because this is where I'm at with my process. And my truth is like grieving is selfish. They're fine. Facts. facts. Like they're fine. Whoever we love that has passed on, they're fine. You know, like regardless of your faith or belief system, even if you think that nothing happens, that's still fine. You know, it's still not suffering, you know. So it's like we're the ones who suffer when we hold on to the fact that like we don't want to let go. And that echoes into everything into our life mm -hmm. when we lose a job or we don't we find out truth about a partner and like we don't want to let go. All these different things like they are meant to happen to show us a part of ourselves. We are the starring roles in our own movie. Everybody is just the supporting cast. What are people telling you when things change? Even if it's our parents, even if it's things like that, like that is telling you something. What is the messages that are coming forth for you? And like just accepting and feeling how it comes to you, like, and it hurts and that's valid. Like that's fucking valid, yo. Like I get it. And it's not to just like pretend it doesn't because it does. Mm -hmm. And but to also give thanks, like looking at the way different cultures view death, you know, and celebrate. Do something that that celebrates their them and honor them on their day of their passing rather than just sitting there and being miserable. Do something that they would like to do. If they like to play the guitar, play the guitar. If they like to listen to certain music or, you know, eat certain foods like do that in a good way. Like make a little plate, give a spirit plate, put it outside, let the animals eat it, give it back to the earth, find your different practices. Like light your candles, put your glass of water on your altar, you know, put the the, the pictures of them, make an ofrenda. Like we're going to these days of this month that are coming up, all of this energy, the veil is thin. Anything that you want to say to anybody who is on the other side, the time is now, especially in the time of the year, the time is now. 
regardless of their anniversary and really just honor whatever comes to you regardless of your belief system and just write a letter to them you know you can talk to them we just don't know their language anymore <laughs> or we have right. to like learn it like it might be a flicker of a light it might be a song that comes on you know but we can pray to receive the messages i i feel like in the in the in the bigger um concept of like time and space and um you know that entire continuum i feel like um no infinity is less significant than another so just because you're infinity with this person because that felt like your whole world like my infinity with my father was shorter than my infinity is with you right because we're still you know we're still moving forward mm -hmm. that doesn't make that less significant mm -hmm. so like grieving the loss of that takes away from the significance of how great and how monumental that infinity was mm -hmm. And also the fact of like you're still living in infinity with him in a different way. Right. Now. That that it wasn't was not enough. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely enough. That's what, what you it got. To be, yeah. Right. Exactly. So I just wanted to make a point to say that. No, that's super important. And just to like that that we literally need to be okay with the fact that we might not have the stereotypical like visit that we'll see in a movie where it's like we see the ghost of them and we see their bodies like right. they could be a blob of energy that's over here like mad loud at us that we're like no nah, that's not them right no that's not them you know but when you're crying in the middle of the night and you feel like all of a sudden that chill of calmness that's them hugging you right are you gonna accept that you know what i mean like it's really up to you to like get there you know, nobody can make it easier. No person you can love or no matter how many, you know, people you manifest in your life that also have the same abandonment or losses or whatever the case is, is going to make you feel any better. You're they can't going to feel that, that space. They mm -hmm. can't they can't fill that space. Uh -uh. And they also they're the space that they're missing is not the same as yours. Mm -hmm. So it's just you're trying to put two different uh, missing puzzle pieces, like trying to find the, and they're two different puzzles. Right. And you can only give yourself that puzzle piece and they can only give themselves that puzzle piece. Then you can actually interact as whole beings right. and like in a healthy manner. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning back in with us for anybody who tuned in or anybody who will. This is a little uh, just like a another feature of something that's just us honoring our truth, honoring the heart chakra, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, can I play your role? I want to play my role. I do. I do. I think, uh, yeah. Like, I feel like I, I like I was going to say before, I was going to ask you, and then I was like, I feel like I should play, but then I was like, Listen, listen to your spirit. Don't ignore that. Okay, cool. I, I keep telling you it's your time to play this role anyway. <laughs> you see my face, like, don't be I'm like, I, like, hi, you know? She's like, got a ton of medicine in there. I love her. Like, right. I love the fact that she's everything she's like, my entire journey process that's so beautiful mm -hmm. like okay well to anybody who needs a little bit more heart medicine anybody that's feeling any grief in their being in their space especially in their heart i play this bowl for you i play this bowl for my father's spirit for any of those who've lost anybody for you to think of them and for them to be elevated. I also play this bowl for David, the person who, the reason that these bowls are here, you know, I to elevate his spirit in a really good way. Elevate my spirit and open up our hearts. 
trust myself. I open up my heart. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody who tuned in and everybody who will tune in. Be gentle with yourself. Speak loving thoughts and compassion into you. And um, on a really honest and a very balanced way, you know, doesn't have to be superficial when you look yourself in the eyes and tell you you love you. And with that, see you next time. That, that this freeze of us was beautiful <laughs> before, like the when it was frozen right here. Right. It was like us so in that moment. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kenny.